0: Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com, drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on this week's episode, Adam Burrish and I discuss the final stretch of games for the Blackhawks this season. They're eliminated from playoff contention, but still plenty to play for from young guys on the roster fighting for their position, guys who are due new contracts this season fighting for their lives next year. So much on the line over these last three games. Lots of opportunities to be had, even though the playoffs are out of the picture. Plus, we talked to Vinny and Estroza about his first month back in Chicago, his incredible play on the ice and what it means to be part of the Blackhawks organization once again. All that coming up right now on Blackhawks Insider presented by Your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive.
1: Everyone loves a hat trick. Well, your local Chevy dealer has a hat trick to get your attention. If you're in need of a new vehicle but don't want to visit a dealership, check out Chevy's shop click and drive shop online 24 7 take delivery at home it's simple it's seamless it's smart go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to locate your Chevy dealer and schedule a test drive today shop click and drive drive with Kane and Taves drive
0: welcome into Blackhawks Insider Carter Baum, Adam Burrish with you once again uh, Burr, coming off our conversation with Andrew Shaw last week, uh, we, you and I haven't had a chance to really sit down and and dive into what's happening with the team, what's going on. But uh, over the last two weeks, the, you know the the results on the ice haven't quite been there. Uh, getting into these high level games, the the team's officially been eliminated from playoff contention as of as of Monday night. But uh, really, what? what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, I think is an important opportunity for, for some of these young guys and, and playing in these big moments, these big games what have you been seeing from this group, and uh, more and more young faces uh, getting opportunities and games here uh, as the season winds down?
1: Yeah, I think just that. I think you're you're seeing more young guys now play bigger minutes and, and get more opportunities. And you've heard Jeremy talk about that. That's going to happen now, and, and that's what you expect, especially when you once you're eliminated, we're going to see more and more of that. But that they've played hard. Um, you know, you're in Carolina now. The last couple of games weren't great results, but this is a good Carolina team. I and mean, this is this is a, a top tier team in the league right now. And, and um, you know, the Blackhawks, they are they're, they're at where they are. And uh, you're kind of seeing that against the top teams. But I can tell you as a fan and, you know, we're going to Vinny Hinnestros and you talk to the guys and there's a lot of pride there still. And you want to compete and you, you want to perform and you're playing a lot of guys are playing for jobs you're playing for contract ex- extensions and I think uh, a lot of you know fans as you watch you forget that you know these guys are still this is work for them and they're competing and they love what they do and and you're playing for a contract and you're playing for the opportunity to stay in Chicago um well the team isn't making the playoffs and and as a as a player that's your treat is to play in the playoffs that's that's your bonus that that you get to compete for a Stanley Cup and it's disappointing when you don't but Guys like playing here right now. Guy, you can tell by the way they speak, by the way they talk, and by the way they're competing. And when at sometimes when yeah, they're probably outmatched some nights, but they're competing and they're battling, and that tells you these guys want to stay here. And some of these young guys that their contracts up, uh, you you probably know the numbers. It's a big number of guys that are either restricted or unrestricted that are up for contracts this year, and that's what they're playing for, and that's in the back of their minds every night. Um, so that's why the competition, I think, will still be there down the stretch
0: a longer list of uh, restricted free agents, uh, more so than unrestricted. But I, I w- I'm interested in your perspective, Burr, as a former player who um, you know may have been in this situation or, or seen this situation, a lot can be made about, well, the playoffs are no longer a thing, you know, just wind down the season. There's not much really reason to care for the rest of these games. But it's one of those things that you know when the puck drops – These guys are competitors and they don't care where they're at in the standings on any given night. They don't care that the season's over. They still have some of that pride, as you mentioned, on the line. And look, they go out and win, and Jeremy Calton said it. You know, you go out and play a game, a loss is still a loss. I mean, there's they're still, you know, and uh, they're irked by that in the over the course of a game. I mean, it's you kind of throw things out whenever when the puck drops, and yeah, you saw Carolina's a great team, but the the Blackhawks are still not playing like a team that their season's uh, done in in a matter of days now
1: yeah no you don't as a player and i, I think back to the the start of my career in chicago in 2006 7 8 um we were way out of the playoffs we were out of the playoffs one year i think right around the all-star break even or certainly by february maybe i think it was and um it, it, you're frustrated or disappointed and you, you know you're, you're outmatched some nights or the team's just, you know, the Red Wings were coming to town. I remember thinking like, geez, like this is the Red Wings, man. Like we're eliminated. But then once the game starts, you're like, are you kidding me? I want to kill these guys. I want to, I want to win 10 to zero tonight. And I don't want to get embarrassed. And my buddies are watching and it's on TV and the United Center's packed and I want a contract next year and I don't want to I don't want to play 10 minutes. I want to play 15 minutes and I want to get more ice time and I want to impress the coach and I want to impress I mean the, the list goes on and you're motivated when that game starts and it, when practice comes you're motivated at practice because you want to impress your coach and you want to get more playing time and and you want to have a spot in the lineup every night and when you got a bunch of young guys uh, that's what you're going to get and these guys they know where they're at in the playoffs they know they're not going to play in the playoffs but these guys want to impress and they want to make an impression And you got a lot of young guys that you know to to, to be fair and to be honest their their spots in the NHL are not secured and we've heard Vinny Henestrosa the perfect example of that you know since he's gotten here for the last month talk about geez I was on the outside looking in on Florida I I I wasn't sure if I was going to play in the NHL again he gets a second life here in Chicago and Boy, he's sure playing like he doesn't want that to go away. Now that they're out of the playoffs, that's not going to stop for Vinny. He's going to be buzzing. He's going to be flying. You know, Brandon Hagel's another guy. I can guarantee you right now he's going to he's going to keep bringing another level every night. And if you're looking for something fun to watch on this team, that's that's the fun storylines to watch right now is these younger guys. Watch them compete, man, because uh, they're going to be bringing it down the stretch here because they're they're playing for their lives still.
0: It's been fun to watch. I think over the last. Maybe the last week is, as the standings race really started to separate itself, Nashville looking like they're going to get that fourth and final spot with just the incredible tear they've been on the last month, month and a half. But you get guys like Nicholas Bodan, Ian Mitchell, uh, Godet into the lineup, guys who've been kind of in and out over the last couple weeks. Uh, Mike Hardman signed six weeks ago, not even uh, getting into games. He's played five straight games, got his first NHL goal on Tuesday night. Uh, McKenzie Entwistle getting a primary assist on that goal. Uh, Patrick Kane getting the secondary. What a moment for those two, each getting their first NHL points with a future Hall of Famer right next to them on the stat line. But it's been interesting to watch, and I think you're going to see it, especially over the final three games as we sit here and talk on Wednesday afternoon. These young guys are going to get into the lineup. They're going to get a lot of opportunity within those games. And like you said, some of them are playing for contracts. There's uh, at least seven RFAs um, that are in the mix for the NHL roster. You've got uh, Vinny Henestrosa, who's an unrestricted free agent this year. Uh, And then looking at a team next year and, and even down the line, You've got prospects like the recently acquired Henrik Borgstrom, uh, last year's draft pick Lucas Reichel, who are going to start factoring into the equation as soon as next year. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are, are trying to make a name for themselves right now over these final couple games and really get some some tape down and, and show what they can do at this level, not for what matters right now, but like you said, going into next year and getting a jumpstart on that training camp battle that's inevitably going to going to shake out there's a lot of forwards especially um up front with uh with not as many spots available
1: yeah you want to you're you're looking for confidence you're looking for energy and 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 grit and competing and and looking for who looks like they belong out there and you're gonna watch these last couple games and and look for those things and watch those types of things that who looks like, man, that's an NHL player. He's a, he you can tell when a guy doesn't want the puck or he gives pucks away when he shouldn't, or turns pucks over because he's nervous or there's a little bit of heat on him, so he makes a bad turnover or makes a poor read. Who looks confident out there? Who who looks like, hey, give me the puck, I want to make a difference tonight, or I'm gonna I'm gonna chase that icing down and give a little extra effort, or I'm gonna dive in front of a puck and block a shot. You know, in the second period, I might get hurt and the game doesn't really matter in the big scheme of making the playoffs, but who's gonna compete? Who wants to be here? And that's what that's what the management and the coaching staff is gonna be grading on right now is is your grit and your compete level. And who looks like they belong here? Who looks like they're not an American League hockey player? Who looks like they're ready to take that next step and contribute to this team next year and be a part of a team that makes the playoffs? And that's that's sometimes fun to evaluate. It's sometimes fun to watch and and, you know, this scouting staff for the Blackhawks and, and when you're on the game a long time, it, it's pretty clear. You, you, you can't hide once you're out there and you can't hide your, your effort. You can't hide your intensity. You can't hide your commitment to, to defense and blocking shots. And it, it's pretty clear when you watch those things closely. And so now that's what these guys are going to be graded on.
0: We do have to talk about uh, one Colin Delia who hadn't played an NHL game since January 17th until Monday night. He's been a little more in the mix, um, backing up Malcolm Subban on a couple occasions over the last couple weeks, but basically since mid-January, Colin Delia hadn't played a game. He played four AHL games on a conditioning stint, uh, which was kind of the maximum that he could play. He did that in late February, early March because of uh, the taxi squad. Each team has to carry three goalies. He was that third goalie. He couldn't really get down and and play AHL games because he would have had to go through waivers, um, to get to the AHL. And we've seen so many goalies picked up off of waivers this season. So for much of the season, Colin Dealey has been practicing, you know, sitting, biding his, you know, his time waiting for that opportunity you know, Jeremy Colleton said Monday morning, he said, we're going to get Colin Delia into a game here down the stretch, give him that opportunity because Kevin and Malcolm Subban have been playing so good. Delia, through not really a fault of his own, hadn't gotten into action. He comes in halfway through that game, goes perfect 19 for 19 on Monday night, closing out the game, had another strong performance on Tuesday and what was another uh, lopsided loss after a pair of empty net goals. But Colin Delia, I mean, once again, showing perseverance. This is a guy who's had NHL opportunity, been pushed down the depth chart a little bit, always seems to come back and always seems to have a really strong performance in goal.
1: Yeah, he. he it's, it's a tough spot for goalies at, at any time to come in halfway through a game. It's just hard. You're sitting there for, my goodness, you get to the rink at 5 o'clock and you're sitting in your equipment until – 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night and then all of a sudden you got to go and jump into an NHL hockey game after not playing in one for 8, nine, ten months or whatever it was for him. That's hard. And to come in and go 19 for 19 and and perform well and then obviously earn a start the next night and we're going to see him again. He's going to get more starts here down the stretch. And, you know, some people have said they wish that, you know, maybe they would have liked to see him get some starts earlier in the year and come out of the taxi squad and just see what he could do. But, I guess it speaks to the work that Kevin Lankinen did and Malcolm Subban did, where they were, they were doing, they were, they were battling. They were great. Um, they were competing and, you know, Malcolm didn't have a great start against Columbus, but gosh, you know, I watched that game and, and some of those, there was a, as a, as a, as a teammate, you're saying, sorry, Malcolm, like there, we, we kind of, we didn't do a whole lot to help you here. We didn't have a great start to the game and uh, we didn't play real well defensively in front of man, This is a heck of a, you know, Carolina hockey team that that came at us hot and hard and heavy and, Real skilled. I mean, there was, I, I think the first five or six minutes of that game, there was, you know, sustained zone time for up to a minute or over a minute sometimes where it's just constant pressure on a goaltender. So, uh, you know, some, a, a tough bounce for Malcolm. Um, but Colin did a great job. He was in a tough spot. He came in and did well. And uh, again, he's another guy. Let's see how you do here. Let, let's see. You're going to be evaluated here and this is going to give you a springboard going into next the start of next season.
0: So we have three games left in the uh, 2020-2021 season, a lot of 20s in there. Um, what, what do you want to see Burr, over these last three games? I mean, we've talked about some of these depth guys stepping up in, in the opportunity there, but what are you looking for out of the roster as a whole as eyes are really set on next season and continuing to take um, that step, the, the step that's been talked about all year, kind of building towards next season? What do you want to see specifically in, in these three games out of, out of this group?
1: Just confidence. I want to see guys play with confidence. I want to see guys, you know, have, have that passion to play for the Blackhawks and, and to have fun playing hockey and, and, and not look defeated and not look, uh, darn, we're not in the playoffs. This doesn't matter. Uh, you know, you're in the NHL, and, and and gosh, I love hearing Vinny's quotes in the newspaper, Vinny Hennistrose's quotes, just talking about that, saying, geez, what, you, you can't take for granted that you get a night to play in the NHL, and you've got a lot of young guys now that are getting an opportunity a lot sooner than they probably thought they probably thought they would and here's this opportunity on a platter for you who's going to have some fun and take some leadership and take some chances out there and, and and bet on yourself and and be confident um and and sometimes that can be a lot of fun to watch and so that's what that's what i'm watching these games that's what i'm going to watch for who 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 wants to bet on themselves here and have some confidence and say you know what i i, I deserve to be here i want to be here and i'm going to prove it and uh, you know i'm going to look across that guy from guy from me and i'm going to i'm going to beat him every shift and I think that's that that's a fun thing as a player to to have that mindset to go out there. and um, sometimes these games can be fun down the stretch when you're limited, and you get some young guys with with an opportunity. Let's see what happens.
0: And they'll have a little boost over the final two games. The last two games of the season played at the United Center uh, will be in front of fans for the first time in, yes. in fourteen months. Uh, we've been we've been talking about it it seems like for months of you see teams continuing to add fans as we go across the league only a couple thousand but every fan makes a difference the united center getting set to open up two fans may 9th and 10th sunday and monday as the dallas stars come to town a couple thousand fans will be in attendance The last home game on uh, uh, May 1st on Saturday, last Saturday, had a couple hundred fans in there, close friends and family, essentially, uh, from the organization before the official uh, on sale happened for the final two home games. And you hear from Vinny Henestrosa in just a minute, just the difference that even a couple hundred fans make. You get a couple thousand in the United Center, they're rowdy, they're ready to watch. Even if the team's out of the playoffs, these are fans who haven't seen live hockey in almost over a year and uh it's going to be exciting to see and and really a nice tip of the cap to the you know to end the season on um the blackhawks are get a chance to salute some of their fans who've watched them from afar the fans will get to watch live hockey uh in front of them before uh before the summer hits it's got to be exciting for a lot of these players and burr i know you've talked to several several guys throughout the year that just you know want even a couple bodies in the stands makes a huge difference
1: yeah, we've we've had guys on the podcast here. We had Jeremy on the podcast here, and they all talked about you know pretty much for a lot of the season, a lot of these buildings allowing some fans, and then what a difference that's made. And whether it's a thousand fans or or five hundred or or two thousand or five thousand in a, in a twenty thousand seat arena that seems empty, but they've all said, "Geez, it makes such a difference just to have some bodies in there." And the the noise that they can make and the cheering and the feedback you get from the fans, it, it, it really, really makes a difference. And you could, it, you almost sense a little bit of jealousy that, my goodness, all these other buildings are having people there. When, when's it our turn and, and finally now to to finish the season here to get a couple fans in there will, will be fun for these players. And it'll be fun for the fans to get to see some of these young guys up close and, and be back in the United Center and hear that anthem hear that anthem go again so yeah it's a it's a nice boost end, and I think a lot of people are uh will be real excited to get back to the United States I'll, I'll be excited just to watch and, and and see some people in the stands and, and hear the noise hear the noise that that however many are in there can make uh it's, it certainly affects the atmosphere
0: it'll be a fun uh a fun finish to the year uh and, and speaking of fun finishes to the year I mean, we'll talk about our guest here before we toss it over to our interview Vinny Hinestroza. we've we've mentioned him a couple times already but This is a guy, Burr, who has not even been part of the Blackhawks organization again for four and a half weeks, and he's been one of the most impactful players over the last couple weeks. We've talked about him several times over the last couple episodes. He's a guy who's finishing off a year strong. He played nine times in Florida, didn't have a point to his name, was really on the outside looking in there, comes to Chicago, and has been arguably uh, the Blackhawks' best player over the last month, just with the way he contributes both sides of the puck the way he plays the game. He's, he's a, an awesome guy to talk to. You'll hear from him in just a minute, but what have you seen from, from Vinny Henestrosa just in, in the last couple of weeks and and really setting himself up for a big summer for himself personally?
1: Yeah. You've seen a guy that's a good example for a lot of these young guys that, you know, don't take for granted the opportunity that you have. And here's a guy that was you know, sitting out for just about all the season down in Florida, not getting a chance to play. And, gets a chance to come back to Chicago. And I, I agree. I mean, I think he's arguably been the, certainly the most noticeable player in just about every game he's been in uh, for the Blackhawks. And then you throw in the stats that he's had and the numbers and the production that he's had valuable guy for this team right now and the energy that he brings and he fits into this mold that this team is is creating now of just hard work and speed and relentlessness and and kind of a workman's attitude when you when you approach a game and he's been a great fit here and it's been fun to watch and 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 you can sense when you talk to him and you know he i remember hearing it his first stint here in chicago saying i was a kid you know waiting in line at the in the parade in 2010 trying to get a glimpse of the Stanley Cup and the biggest fan of the Blackhawks growing up and then all of a sudden he's playing and sees himself on the outside of the NHL a month and a half ago and now he gets a, a second chance to come back to Chicago and play and play meaningful minutes and an important role on this team and um, he'll be a, he'll be a guide this offseason. We're gonna we'll be watching closely. That you know what is the what does the organization do with him? Do they bring him back again? And um, you know, if you ask me, I think the way he's played, he certainly deserved it, and he certainly earned it. And he's played desperate. He's played hard. He's fit into this team's culture. And um, if you're Vinny, you got to feel really good about this opportunity and what he's done with it.
0: You hear it almost every time he talks. He says, I love this organization. And for the exact reason you just said, Burr, I mean, he's watched his team as a kid. This is his dream to play for the Chicago Blackhawks. He got to do it to start his career and coming back to town yet again. I mean, there's not a better situation. Obviously, now we know there's no better situation on the ice, but there's no better situation off the ice either because his family's here, his fiance's family's here. They have a new baby. When everything's right off the ice, everything works on the ice, and he just seems in a, in a much better place um, mentally on the ice playing the game. It's a perfect fit for him, and you can hear it every time he talks. He, he loves playing for this team, um, and you love to see that passion come through, and you can see it come through when he plays
1: yeah he's, he's a he's a passionate player he's fast he's skilled uh he's a guy you can play up and down the lineup and and uh he's got a second chance and he's he's taking it and you know you, you want a guy that loves to play loves hockey loves being around the rink and then you add in that he loves the organization that he plays for man that's a pretty powerful thing and he, he's playing that way and um i'd love to hopefully we get the chance to keep watching him
0: well we'll send it over now to venny henistroza
1: Sets up Henestrosa. Vinny Hinnestrosa. Right down the gut, then spun it for Hagel. Hagel to the outside with a look, he scores! It's Brandon Hagel! The Hawks complete the comeback and win it 5-4 in overtime!
0: We are joined now by Vinny Henestrosa. Uh, Vinny, just over a month into your second stint with the Blackhawks, acquired on april 2nd from florida uh i mean first off i'll just ask you what's it been like being back with the blackhawks back in chicago um and in an organization that you spent obviously uh quite a few years with right off the hop
2: yeah it's uh, it's been great being back um obviously know some of the guys in the locker room but a lot of the guys uh are new faces so coming in um really had to get to know a lot of the guys at first and then uh Obviously, new coaches and stuff like that from last time I was here, but um, I have a three-month-old baby now, so it's nice to, for me and my fiance, we were able to come home, and my parents are super excited. They get to see the baby all the time. She gets help, so. Huge um, help. Yeah. Outside of hockey, it's, it's been nice being home and inside of hockey, obviously. Uh, I'm happy to be back wearing this logo. I grew up uh, watching and cheering for my whole life, so uh, it's, been a, it's been a good month.
1: I, I just want to start. Carter's heard me say this before too, and we had Andrew Shaw on a week ago. Sharp's been on. Uh, we talked to Chris Firstie. I know for me, uh, I never got a second chance to come back to Chicago, and I know you know how special a place it is to play. I know how special, and I, I'm jealous. And I'm always tell guys, I'm so jealous that you get a second chance to come back here and play for this great organization and have a chance to to play at the United Center. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get some fans here soon, but. What was that emotion like for you? We hear what you just said. I read your article, the stuff you say to the press, that you love it, Chicago. It's where you're from. It's where you grew up watching. I think you were in the, you were at the parades in, in maybe 2010 when we won. Um, what, what's that emotion been like for you? Because, man, am I ever jealous that you get to come back and, and get another crack at this in Chicago.
2: Yeah, it's super special. You know, uh, the trade deadline's coming, and uh, things aren't working out in Florida, so, you know, you're sitting there and you know you're going to get moved and then you hear it's Chicago and you're just like wow I, I get another chance like you said to go back and uh, play for the team that I really made me fall in love with hockey and uh, like you said yeah I was one of those kids at the at the parades um, and stuff like that enjoying it so it's just that much easier to you know prepare and come every night to to play for the team you literally grew up watching every game and Um, getting to go to some of the games at the United Center growing up with my family. Um, It's just something you don't want to take for granted because, like you said, um, this doesn't happen for everyone, that you get a second chance to come back here, and um, I just want to make the most of it.
0: You were eager to to get back, too. I think the trade went down, if I'm remembering correctly, on a, a late Friday afternoon. You jump in the car with your two dogs, drive, what, 19 hours up from South Florida, Monday morning at practice at Fifth Third Arena, you're already on the ice with your new team, not even 72 hours later. I mean, what what was that whirlwind uh, transition like? Obviously, like you said, excited to get back to Chicago and um, get a second chance this season in a a new place.
2: Yeah, like you said, I think uh, it did go down on a Friday afternoon, so I wasn't leaving any time that night. And then uh, I talked to Gapper and the medical guys here and Tony, and they said – if I don't want to quarantine when I get here I have to I have to drive and drive straight. I, I can't use hotels. So um <laughs> just talked to my fiance a little bit and the the baby's two months at the time, so she was a little bit stressed. Wow. So I just hopped in the car at, at uh I think seven AM. It wasn't even that early, went to the rink, uh got my bag and then left and <laughs> drove nineteen straight and I think I had like <laughs> 15 coffees or something. And, um, (laughs) I talked to my, my dad and my fiance's mom and they both flew down, um, Sunday to help her pack up the house. We were renting a fully furnished house. So that made it a lot easier. Um, they helped her pack up the whole house. The movers came, I think, Tuesday and she flew home Wednesday. So we got out of there as quick as possible. And, um, Tony obviously the guys here helped it make it so smooth and easy to make the transition but obviously that drive is not something that I would look forward to doing again Nineteenth straight but uh, no I was I was just happy to be there and not have to quarantine.
1: Since you've gotten back to Chicago certainly your first game back in, in my opinion you were the best player on the ice you were the most noticeable player uh, you had a jump to your game you've always been a skilled fast kind of player but Holy man! Have you taken another level to your game since you've come back here? You look motivated. You got a chip on your shoulder, and, and it's playing off. I, I'd argue in the last three weeks, more nights than not, you've probably been the most noticeable player for the Blackhawks, game in and game out. Your production's been awesome. What's been your mindset? Obviously, this is a team that you know. Now you're out of the playoffs. You were, you know, you, you probably had some idea that it wasn't going to work out here, playoff wise. But your personal mindset—what's it? What what has it been every single night?
2: Yeah, from day one coming here is obvious. obviously in Florida. Um, it didn't quite work out, and um, I got to sit there and do a lot of thinking about uh, how great it is to be in the NHL and how hard you have to work. So I think uh, coming in and getting a new opportunity in Chicago is just I'm going to take advantage of it no matter where I am, no matter what my role is. I'm going to try to do it to my best, and um, I'm going to get better every day and, and try to be the hardest-working player on the ice, you know, um, get down on the forecheck, make it hard to – play against and uh, try to make some plays. So I think it's my mindset coming in was just uh, help this team whatever uh, way I could. And obviously we were in a playoff race. So when those games meant a lot, it, it was so, it was so fun playing and trying to chase it. And I mean, like I say, wearing the the Blackhawks logo, the, the Jersey, I grew up watching and falling in love with uh, being able to be fighting for a playoff spot. Wearing this Jersey is something really special to me and, Um, something I don't take lightly. So um, hopefully uh, I can keep wearing the jersey in the future.
0: Burr mentioned your immediate impact right away. I mean, 10 points in in 14 games. You had a nice point streak in there, a three-point game as well. But not only are you producing, but you're doing it all over the lineup. I think in the last five games, you've played on every single line. If you look at it on paper, first, second, third, fourth, however you want to draw it up. I mean, what about your game allows you or, or do you think really fits into that role of being able to play with skilled guys, with the grit? Obviously, you can you can kind of amass any role that uh, you're asked to do on any given night.
2: Yeah, I think uh, talking to Jeremy, it's just uh, don't forget who you are and um, say you're playing on the fourth line and then the next day you're playing with Caner. You, you don't want to change those things that got you the opportunity to, to go up there. You know, sometimes maybe a younger guy in, in his career. Um, you get up with those guys and all of a sudden you you get the puck and you're looking for him immediately or um, trying to make more plays than you should and not playing um, how you were to get you in that position. I mean, the, just keeping it simple and, and no matter where you play in the lineup, uh, whether it's f- first or fourth line, um, keeping the same mindset and being that same player. So I think it's just trying to be consistent and uh, playing the same game every day. What
1: was the message here the last couple of days? I know a day off today for you guys, any meetings since the last game, obviously you're not going to have a chance to compete in the playoffs now. Um, was there a message from any of the guys or the players or, or the coaching staff today on a day off and what, what is expected
2: now going forward? Uh, we got the full day off today. We didn't have any meetings, so we'll talk about it tomorrow, but I think for the guys here, it's just finishing hard, you know, like there's still people watching. Um, we're still wearing a NHL jersey, so we have to have some pride. And it's such a great city, we're going to get fans here the last two games. Like um, we can't be embarrassing ourselves. We got to play as a team, play hard. And um, I think it'd feel a lot better if we finish these last three games really strong than obviously if we don't. So I think it's important to the guys in this locker room that um, we have a good finish and um, we have some pride.
0: You've played in a full fully packed united center in a a playoff game as well i mean how different there's guys on this roster that haven't seen hardly a single fan of the united center this year what's it going to be like even at a reduced capacity for these final two home games to be able to have some fans in there witnessing the game have some emotion in the building and and just be able to play in in front of those fans uh for for two games before the season's done
2: yeah i think it'll be so special i miss uh when I was when I was young, my first time I was here, and you, you drive to the game, and there's already people standing outside the UC, and everyone's wearing jerseys, and it's crazy, and you just know it's going to be so fun out there. Uh, you come out for warmups, everyone's screaming, um, just throwing pucks to fans. And um, last week, I think there was about 300 fans, maybe less, and it it felt like it was the rink was half full. So um, I think for these guys, it's going to be really cool. Um, these last two games. Uh, we talked about it after the game the other week when Hagel scored in overtime when we were I think we were down 4-2 or 4-1 and we came back and and won that game and um just talking about how crazy the rink would have been if if there were fans there I think they would have been jumping over the glass but um yeah I think uh once the fans get to sort of come these young guys are gonna be able to take it to a whole nother level because it's it's like having a six player out there you know uh They're loud Um, when you're coming to play here as an away player and you're standing during the national anthem and everyone's screaming bloody murder. You're kind of looking around like, oh, God, (laughs) first shift is going to be tough. Like they're going to be buzzing. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's no better place to play.
1: We've watched this team all year and a lot of the talk uh, has been about a little bit of a change of culture. And it's not the high flying Blackhawks team that's going to score 10 goals every night it's kind of a workman's attitude. Uh, it's a full 200 foot game. It's, it's playing just as hard defensively as it is more for, as it is for checking. Um, I'm always curious a, a new guy that comes in, you have a fresh perspective. You come from a different team. You haven't been around this team all year. What's been your, in the month you've been here, what's been your impression? You, you were here for a, a, a different type of culture than you're here for what we're hearing is a, is a new culture. Now what's been your biggest impression of this team so far?
2: Yeah, I think it's just uh, right now it's just um, a lot of young guys, um, but I feel like they're all pretty mature for only being in the league for half a year or one year. I think uh, coming in you would never know if you met them that uh, it was all their first years, and I think they did a great job this year um, taking a step, and uh, it's been fun meeting all these guys. You know, they're so excited to go to the ranking and get better every day, so um, that's refreshing for um, I'm an older guy now, so that's refreshing for me coming in the rink and, you know, <laughs> seeing all these young guys and you picture yourself there a few years ago and what your mindset was and, um, you just try to get a, give them some tips here and there. Um, obviously everyone's going to go through adversity in their careers. So, um, helping these, these young guys and, um, they've been doing great. They don't need much of it, but, uh, that's been pretty fun for me.
1: Give me, give me one young guy, uh, one rookie that's that stood out to you. That you're like, holy man, this guy's going to have a heck of a career, and he's going to surprise a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Hagel. I mean, yeah, um, he's been great. Uh, I remember playing him earlier in the year, and um, the hardest working guy on the ice. And he's one of the guys you just uh, love his game. He works hard every day. He's uh, another player that could play up and down the lineup, and um, you know he's going to play hard for you every day. Um, I met him in the bubble and. Uh, we got along pretty well. He's a really good kid and we're pretty similar off the ice. So we've gotten along and, um, we like to mess with each other and, no, uh, it's fun too. When we, we get a shift or two together. You dubbed yourselves,
0: uh, the bash bros as well too. <laughs> What's it been like, uh, building that relationship and, uh, really kind of, you mentioned having very similar styles, but going out on the ice together and, and just having those moments like that overtime game, uh, you talked about, uh, just the other week.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, that was more so like a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was four, one or five, two, like I said, I don't remember exactly, but we were kind of frustrated and, um, we're like, if, if we get out there together, let's just, let's just go nuts, try to hit everybody and get a little scraps going on at the net after the whistle and stuff like that. And, um, we just went, we're going crazy on the four check and, I ended up making a comeback there, so I think uh, the nickname kind of stuck. But, um, yeah, like I said, he's a a good kid. He always wants to learn, and it's been fun getting to know him.
0: Last one for me, I think it's probably a unique situation for you. You started uh, your last year with the organization was Jeremy Carlton's first year as a head coach in Rockford. You played a couple games for him there, I think 23 games or something like that. What did you notice from, from him early on and, and what have you seen from him as an NHL coach here a couple of years later, you coming back to the organization now in, in your second stint?
2: Yeah, I just think from day one, he, he wants to help all, his, all the guys here. Um, I remember training camp, um, he sat me down after one of the practices and gave me some tips, uh, talked about just talked to got, me, got to know me. And then when I was in Rockford, we, we did a ton of video, we had meetings um, after a lot of the games, he, he really helped me turn my game around and um kind of molded me into the player um that I need to be hard working, uh, checking and then once I am good defensively or harder than the check, that's when my skill is gonna come out and not to be a skilled player first, use my hard work and, and then my skill will come out. And if I just try to use my skill, obviously I'm not gonna be as effective. So I think uh Jeremy's great and I think he, he wants everyone to succeed and I think, guys, uh, when you have that out of a coach, you just want to play harder for them.
0: Well, Vinny, it's been fantastic watching you back in town. Uh, Obviously, an impact both on the ice and and off the ice in the locker room with so many young players on this roster. And uh, Look forward to the final couple games of this season, and uh, hopefully you sticking around in your hometown of Chicago a little longer.
2: Yeah, thanks, fellas. Thanks for having
0: me.
1: Yeah, you've been incredibly productive, as you said, and and effective on the ice. So whatever you're doing, man, keep it going because you've been noticeable every night. um, uh, I'm excited to keep watching you as a Blackhawk now. You're fun to watch right now.
2: Thanks, Burr. Appreciate it. That will do it for this
0: week's episode for Vinny Henestrosa and Adam Burrish. I'm Carter Baum. We'll be back next week to put a bow on the 2020-2021 season. Look ahead to the offseason and everything that entails. Until next time, enjoy your week. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive with King and Page Drive.